Welcome back. This is episode four of Suiting Up, and I'm your host, Paul Rabel. Quick shout out. This is our fourth week in to all you listeners who have joined us along the way for the first three episodes and to those new listeners who are coming in today. Just wanted to thank you, and we're working hard to provide some great content in sports and business. Our next guest, he's an NFL athlete, but not your typical sized NFL athlete. He's five foot eight, 194 pounds. I'll be as fast as lightning. He's also played on seven teams across 10 seasons. So that's non-traditional to the extent that the average player in the NFL is getting about two and a half years in before either retiring, getting hurt, or ending for a number of other circumstances. Also non-traditional is this athlete has had his best year towards the tail end of his career, where most athletes have their most productive years in the beginning. In that most productive season, he carried the ball 235 times, over 1,200 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. That was with the Baltimore Ravens. And while being in Baltimore, we recorded this pod in the Rabel Company's offices in Baltimore. Equally as impressive to what he does on the field, our guest is an entrepreneur off of it. And he found a problem in the locker room, particularly around cleanliness, and created a solution. The product is called Shower Pill. And we'll talk micro and macroeconomics around his business. Additionally, he's a motivational speaker and sports performance coach. He regularly contributes and participates on leadership councils. We have a lot of fun in this interview. I hope you enjoy it. It's episode number four with NFL Pro Bowl running back Justin Forsett. Let me ask you something. Are you hiring? And if so, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Opportunity cost is a phrase Rabel Events co-founder Mick Davis and I often go back and forth on. And more times than not, hiring needs to take place before we actually need the hire. Because once you need her or him and can't fill the position immediately, you're likely going to be missing out on that opportunity, which in our case means sales and revenue to the business. It's similar to raising money. Your hiring process should be roadmapped well in advance, and we've got a solution for you. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job, better than anyone else. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. There is no juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Finding out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners to Suiting Up can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Absolutely free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash cross. Cross as in lacrosse, except the back half of the word, and that's C-R-O-S-S-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash cross. And one more time, you can try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash C-R-O-S-S-E. So we're, we're recording now. Excited to have you, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And... Uh, I guess let's start with football because yeah. it's been a major part of, of your life. Right. Dating back to Cal and then playing on multiple teams. Is it seven NFL yeah, teams? Yeah, seven, nine years. Yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, 
what's that experience like playing professional football? It's an amazing uh, feeling. Um, you know, you work so hard throughout your your life, and especially as a young kid, dreaming about, man, I want to do this. I want to make it to the NFL one day and run out through a tunnel and have fans cheering or booing, yeah. uh, you know, and millions of people watching. Um, that was something I always wanted, and to be, you know, living it, it's, it's just an amazing feeling. It's still surreal. Is that what you did? So you knew that's what you wanted, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's so interesting. In sports, sometimes we can – we, we can go that direction. You know, I wanted to play in the NFL. I was telling you that earlier before we started recording. Right. But I, I didn't really want to. I didn't, like, have that gut feeling. And, mm-hmm. and in a way, I, I never really did in lacrosse. A lot of us find our passion in life much later. But I've sat down with so many players that have made it into the NFL, and they were like, at all costs, I was going to be a football player. Yeah. Was that the case for you, and how did that develop? It was, man, it was something I was good at early on. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw a guy uh, named Barry Sanders. That's right, man. Uh, you know, play football. He was dynamic. He was short like me. He beat Love the Barry. odds. Uh, exciting player to watch. And I was like, man, I want to do that one day. And it was a way for me to be able to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I knew the possibilities of, you know, being a doctor or a lawyer. They, those things were still uh, available for me. But. For me, I was going to use the game that I loved uh, to kind of be my, my vehicle yeah. out of, you know, poverty. What, what, would, what would you say? Did you grow up in poverty? Yeah, I mean, we had to, I mean, at one point in my life, I was, you know, living out of a motel, yeah. uh, bouncing around from house to house with my family. And, um, you know, there was some good times, some really good times financially, but then yeah. there were some really bad times when the power is out and, yeah. you know, uh, you have to take baths with bottle, water, bottle waters and things like that. So uh, we, we had it all. But, uh, you know, early on, I was like, man, going through all this adversity that I'm facing, I'm not going to let this define me. I'm going to allow it to refine me and be fuel to my fire. So uh, I'm not going to allow my kids to grow up the same way I grew up and battle those different things that I that I battled. So uh, that was kind of motivation. What would you say, in addition to your motivation, was some of the strongest characteristics that, that you had um, that helped you accomplish that goal of playing in the NFL? Uh, work ethic. Yep. Uh, you know, I feel like I was going to outwork anybody uh, that I had to compete against. Uh, I knew that's what it took. I came from a blue-collar town. My dad was a, a blue-collar worker. He was a truck driver. He was a pastor. We had a restaurant for a while. Yep. Entrepreneur. He, he did everything. That's right. You know, just to— you know, Your dad, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant owner. Oh, nice. Good yeah, research. man. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He, 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 did, he did it all. And uh, I saw what it took to be successful. Hmm. And— um, you know, I knew there was no substitute for hard work, so I had to had to have that. And uh, another one was faith. I had extreme faith in my abilities. Um, I felt like, uh, for me, uh, I'm a faith-driven individual, so I had a passion. I felt like I had a purpose, and uh, I believed that anything was possible. So those were two yeah. factors. What um, when we take a deeper look at work ethic, especially mm-hmm. with the talent pool in the NFL and everyone really working hard. Mm-hmm. How introspective are you in like measuring your work output? And is it like I'm going to be in the weight room longer than the next person? Uh, I'm going to think differently than them and probably uh, you know get better output because I'm I'm smarter about the way I'm training, the recovery that I'm doing. 
um, how do you encompass work ethic? Because it, it's cliche in a way that it gets thrown around so much. Right. And it's so difficult to, to dive in and understand like what makes this person better than that person when they're both training equally hard. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's a little bit of both. Um, for me, uh, I knew what my limitations were. Uh, I knew what I had to work on early on. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the biggest. Uh, but what the things, my advantage was it had nothing to do with the, uh, the speed or the bench press or mm -hmm. how high I could jump. It was all about here. It was, it was all about here in my head yeah. and my heart. Yep. You know, uh, I knew that, you know, when people were going out, you know, partying, drinking or whatnot in high school, I was doing a thousand push-ups and sit-ups a night. That's right. Because I wasn't going to let that next man outwork me at, yep. at all costs. Like, yep. I don't care what it is. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm putting in the time and effort uh, so at the end of the day, I say, man, I put, I was all in. I have yeah. no regrets. And then also being a little cerebral and then mm -hmm. just like, man, I have to be smarter, uh, than the next man. And that's getting my schoolwork, yep. uh, make sure that I stayed on the field. Yep. And then while I was, uh, in the, in the locker room or in training camp or in practice, make sure I was studying film, studying my opponent, uh, seeing those tendencies, uh, you know, so that I wasn't just out there, uh, reacting. Reacting yeah. to things like I, I anticipated things yeah. before they happened, and you know that gave me a step ahead of probably a lot to do with why why you've been able to play in the league for so long, especially with your position, mm -hmm. right? What's what's the average expectancy for an NFL player? You probably know that better than me. Yeah, it's like around three years. Three years, right? And nine seasons you've played. I mean, mm -hmm. we're the same age. Um, odds are stacked against that, particularly being a halfback. So. Right. What, uh, how, how have you developed, um, your, your strategy around longevity and has it changed, um, as you progress, particularly around like injuries and health and yes. all that kind of stuff? Of course, man. Uh, as you get older, your body, uh, can break down a little bit and, you know, things yeah. aren't moving the way they used to. It just really does. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, whether it's your knees, you yeah. know, your other joints, um, you know, so you got to be smart, man. And thankfully, early on in my career, I had mentors. I had people uh, with experience that was kind of able, that was there to show me the way. Like mm -hmm. uh, I had guys like T.J. Duckett, Julius Jones, Edron James, these type of guys uh, that poured into me. And I was like, man, this is how you do it. This is how you have uh, sustaining success in this league. Uh, what were some of those tips? So taking care of your body, yeah. uh, making sure recovery, making sure that you're getting your massages, seeing the chiropractor. How often do you get a massage and see a chiropractor? Uh, at least once or twice a week. Once uh, or twice a week. Yep. Um, and how much is that costing, typically? Uh, yeah. You know, it's like 100 bucks a session, uh, isn't it? Yeah, basically. But it's, but it's worth it. When you look at your ROI, you're like, hey, yeah. look at my player contract. And, I'm, and yeah. now, as you know, I've gotten older in this league, now teams are starting to provide. So yep. it's not as bad financially. That's huge. So that's a huge asset that you have. The greatest team uh, that I played with was the Broncos in that regard of just making sure the players had everything yeah. accessible to them too. See, and as you take a, a bigger step, um, mm -hmm. whenever it is you decide that you're done playing into entrepreneurship, which you've already mm -hmm. started now, and we'll get into that in a right. second, um, my guess is that it becomes less about like your weekly chiropractor, but the importance of nutrition and recovery is remains the same for entrepreneurs, yeah. especially when you're going long hours and you need to put in quality output. 
So what are some of the nutrition hacks that you have like, or, or recovery? Like what is, what is some of the advice that you've gleaned from your mentors that you can share with us? And- yeah, man, uh, for me, that was one of the advantages that I would have over competition. Mm-hmm. Um, that Because people just take it for granted. Like when you're young, you yep. just feel like, man, I can eat whatever, put anything in yep. my body, and I'll yep. be able to play forever. Yep. And then you get older, you realize like no, that's, that's not the case. You start feeling yep. a little sluggish. Um, you know, depending on what you put in your body. So for me, being able to eat right throughout the off season, kind of, you know, of course I'll have a cheat day or whatnot. I won't say I'm here, yeah. uh, you know, just on this. So what, what in, a, in a best day scenario, what are you putting in your body? So lots of greens. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of like salmon, uh, yeah, fish, yeah. chicken, mm-hmm. um, not too much red meat, yeah. uh, not too much pork. Hmm. Uh, just trying to make sure that, uh, I'm putting. I feel good when I'm putting good things in my body. What's your so, favorite green? Oh man, I like to go in kale. I kale? mean, I'm like a big kale guy, spinach guy. See, I had a bad experience with kale. Oh yeah, I had that kind of <laughs> threw me off. I got no. food poisoning. Oh, and uh, because it goes bad quick. That's the problem. We'll talk about shelf life with shower <laughs> kale. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Man, shelf life on it, kale it, sucks. It, it was crazy. So. I have it every once in a while, but my favorite green, I would probably say, would be broccoli. Okay. Yeah, so I like that's I'm fair. A, I'm a broccoli guy. For for a lot of this stuff, have you ever found yourself, as particularly as it's proliferated more recently, um, getting into wearable technology to track using data to like track sleep or or you know, workouts and fitness? I'm sure some of your teams will mandate it, and others it's just like a, a personal preference. Right. Yeah, I haven't uh, yeah. personally, but been on teams that kind of you know is into tracking that that kind of stuff i was with the jaguars and they would track uh, how many miles you were running during practice or how fast you were going uh just measuring different types of output but for me uh you got it all upstairs yeah you're thinking about it all the time exactly and and uh and kind of revisiting your upbringing uh, Mm -hmm. through moments of poverty and then having your dad as one of those mentors as you mentioned Mm -hmm. Uh, and being the entrepreneur that he was, that's carried over too. And I'm hearing this, um, I'm hearing this pattern where you're identifying uh, shortcomings in some of your peers that you're ultimately competing against and saying, hey, I'm going to outwork this person. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to sleep more. Yeah. Um, you see it a lot in the NFL or, other, or the MLB or NBA, these massive contracts and, and guys just spending money. And there's been some articles that I've read about you and, and how frugal you are in nature, <laughs> despite, you know, bigger contracts than an, than an average professional across any industry. Right. Is that something that's carried over as well? And, and what is the thought process behind your financial freedom? Man, um, for one, that motivation I was talking about early on, like, man, I, I know where I came from and... Uh, I'm gonna fight as hard as I I can to make sure that uh, my family is taken care of. So I want to make sure that I'm leaving a legacy of financial stability. Um, I want to make sure I'm leaving a legacy of what work ethic looks like, hard work, uh, sacrifice, discipline. Yep. So that carries over from the football field yep. into the into the finances. So I'm j- I just for me I'm all about saving. Yep no debt, you know, um, you know, I've just had too many bad experiences. Um, I've seen it growing up. Like no one in my, no one in my family, my immediate family, uh, has owned a house. Um, so for me 
be, being able to buy my first house, um, you know, this off season is something huge for me. Yep. And it's something I'll be able to pass on to my kids because I don't want them to go through the things that I went through, bouncing around from house to house, renting and always paying, you know, ha- actually have some ownership of something. Yep. So uh, that's kind of... Do you have a, do you use a financial advisor? I do. Yeah. So, and, and so how involved in that process are you of like you know, deciding whether you're going to invest in a savings account and mutual funds in the stock market into your own business as you've done right. into real estate? Yeah, so uh, it kind of works uh, as a good partnership that I've had. Um, my guy, Joey from Cam Capital down in Austin, has been uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, just, you know, some guys, athletes, they have all this money, and they'll just let the financial advisor just say, hey, man, you go, you know, take care of the, the money stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. that's not yeah. the smart way uh, to go about it. And uh, uh, I, I think with anything else, teamwork, you know, two minds come together is better yep. than one. Uh, he presents some opportunities for me. We look over, discuss. I have questions. I want to know why. I want to know what. I want to know yep. what's the return. I yep. want to know everything uh, before we make a decision. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, that's how we make make decisions. I'm trying yep. to be responsible and, um, you know, be making safe investments. Yeah. So as we kind of transition to the business side, because it, you have a really cool product that, that you've built and mm-hmm. are currently raising money for in ShowerPill. I want to talk about that. Um, yep. As way of transition to that, though, what are a couple of things that uh, our listeners um, can can hold on to as a utility, and, and and that you found taking from the field into business is is been really helpful aside from work ethic, uh-huh. right? We know working hard is important. Um, you've mentioned teamwork. I won't, you know, I'll, I won't give you my answer, which it sounds like I'm doing, but what are, what are some things that, that, that you currently do now? Cause remember you're a current player. That's really rare. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, starting this business when, uh, two of my former teammates at UC Berkeley, um, I just didn't want to just have my name on something I want to be a part of. And yep. I'm, a, I'm a man that's, you know, willing to put in some sweat equity mm-hmm. and, uh, I wanted to make 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 this thing grow, this 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 brand, you know, this company that we're building. So, uh, I, what I realized is that as athletes, uh, our makeup and kind of all the things that we go through, it translates and it it, tra- it transfers over to the business world uh, quite a bit. That competitive drive that we have, yep. um, of course, the work ethic, the teamwork, being able, being able to form that chemistry. I like the competitiveness. And, yeah, that it, it, it's. That competitive drive, like it just for me being a part of the some the the sales force of, yeah. of my company, being yeah. able to go out and pitch and be that spokesperson, like uh, being able to close a deal. That's right, man. Sales yeah. is the is the foundation of any successful company. Yes, you have a great idea, a great product. If you don't know how to sell your shit, exactly. And uh, you know another thing, especially on the field, um, one of my like core principles is excel at what you can control hmm. uh, for me a lot of people say control what you control yeah i think that you must excel at what you can control oh, because like when you uh for me throughout my entire career um like I, I i've never been like like i said the fastest so you know i'm five foot eight 194 pounds like that's an anomaly for my position mm. so what what kept me was me being able to excel at what I could control, and that was my attitude, that was my effort, mm-hmm. uh, that was me being able to uh, lead and serve and uh, make people better around me. Uh, mm. Those things kept me until I got my breakthrough, um, which was 
couple years ago in Baltimore when I had a breakout year, went to yep. the Pro Bowl and all that stuff, got a big contract. So those things will keep you while you're waiting on your breakthrough and your moment. Uh, uh, opportunity comes for you to really shine. And in business, it's the same thing. Like, man, you can't control about who – you can't control who invests in your company. I know you, you have these big aspirations yep. and goals and, yeah. you know, you see all these other – these companies flourishing. Yep. Just stay in your lane. Stay where your feet are. Excel at what you can control and you'll be great. And That's you, right. I love that, man. Excel, not just control what you can control. Right. Excel at it. You got to be great because for me on the football field, since I'm so small uh, by industry standards, yeah. uh, for me, when I got a football in practice, I wanted the coaches to notice me on every single snap that that ball was in my hand. Hmm. So instead of when most people run 20 yards uh, after they get the ball or carry the football. Take it 40. I'm going to the end zone. Yeah, I'm going good. to the end zone because they're going to see, man, this is something different about this guy. Yeah. This guy is standing out on the field. So when I'm in the weight room, I'm at there encouraging guys. I'm lifting guys yep. up, making guys better. So Well, let's pause there because mm -hmm. I, I think that there's uh, a level of self-awareness that you have to have, mm -hmm. which is clear. Um, that, that you're understanding, hey, this is maybe uh, my size that I, was, that I was born with and I'm going to excel at, at, at these controllables that I have in front of me. It takes self-awareness. The other one, though, is, is being vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? A, a lot of people pass on a position of leadership be, because when you take that position, there's always going to be hopefully less than 20%, but you have your, the, the, the 10% of any uh, company or any team that um, is negative towards leadership because it's not cool, right. or that guy is maybe kissing up to the coaches. Um, talk about that like emotional experience. Is it you just uh, don't even care? Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to take risk. Mm -hmm. and if you wanna be successful, there's a whole uh, uh, saying that people uh, have, uh, uh, what is it? It's uh, scared money doesn't make money. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to be great, if you're worried about what everybody else thinks of you, mm -hmm. like you got to be willing to take that risk, stand out and be different and, yeah. and not worry about fitting in. Yep. And uh, great leaders uh, find a way to kind of bring it all together where it doesn't ap appear for you, appear as if you're some guy higher than uh, everybody else. Yeah. It's about, it's not about having a boss. It's about leading. It's yeah. about doing work with you're on the ground with these guys and you're leading them the right way. A leader, a real leader knows the way, shows the way and goes the way. Yep. And then he's connecting with his teammates yes. too. Yeah. I think that's really important. So I don't want to go back and uh, go off too much, but um, mm -hmm. I, I want to hear a little bit more about what you control. And it's a question that we ask on this show to, to all of our guests, which is the home screen on your phone. So I'm going completely off, but it'll uh -huh. make sense in the way that we start talking and understanding your thought process. Home screen on your phone. What are the apps on it? The apps. Man. Twitter. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we have social, right? Yeah. 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 Instagram. Uh, I got to look at yeah, it. Yeah, you can pull it out. Uh, you know, I got my... It's, it's a really interesting subconscious um, uh, experiment because we load, you know, we don't want to scroll to the, to the apps that we use the most. So we load that up front. Yeah. The, I mean, house. House. It's because I'm, you know, building a house right That's now. Right. Yep. So Airbnb, some of the things, um, Candy so, Crush. Are you airbnb -ing? Yeah. Oh, you do? I do. Man, frugal. Frugal, Love man. That. Yeah. That's a great experience. Hey, hey man, you... You probably glean a bit from, from that platform and understand like, hey, this is, this is the way that like consumers are moving right now, yeah. at least, at least with housing and, 
and transportation. It's an awesome, awesome experience, man. And you talk about, you know, in order to sustain uh, wealth, one of the principles is uh, living below your means and mm-hmm. finding ways to kind of cut that, cut the fat, uh, you know, so to speak. Yep. Making sure that, like, man, I know I could spend top dollar and probably go to uh, uh, Four Seasons, but I want something that makes sense and I want something that is going to, that follows my principles of, you know, maintaining uh, yeah. longstanding wealth and, you know, if it if if it doesn't make sense to me and uh, financially, and it doesn't pass the say it out loud yeah. test for me, then I'm a, I'm gonna pass and I'm gonna go the route where it's, um, you know, probably more cost effective and I'm gonna be uh, smart with my money. Yeah, making sense is is a lot of uh, a lot of part of the the premise of of your company right now, which I think the origin story that you shared with me earlier. Yeah. Uh, was really interesting, and it ultimately will be the challenge, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, in consumer packaged goods, uh, of telling your story concise and in short form, such that the consumer gets it right away and purchases your product. But Shower Pill is what you've self-funded, yep. uh, have been working on since 2010? Uh, 2012. 2012. We, we, we first started and we commercially launched in 14. In 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that origin story, tell us yeah. about it again. So shower pill is just uh, uh, a saying that we used to say in the locker room. It goes all the way back to like the 70s, 80s. Guys like uh, Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, those guys would even know about it. It's a shower pill moment. It's, people would say shower pill when after practice they couldn't get into a shower. It was a hypothetical joke like, man, there's pills for everything, but there's no pill for a shower. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, I can't take a shower right now. So, hey, I t- I'm taking a shower pill, guys. So yeah. everybody knew like this guy is not getting in the shower. Yeah, and he today. smells. And he smells. <laughs> so uh, we realized as athletes like, man, uh, throughout the course of our, our dynamic days, where it's two days, three days, like at point of sweat, where we're doing yoga or doing all these different exercises yeah. and whatnot, like we're sweating. We're and sweating. We're sweating more than the chiropractor. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, and a shower is optimal, but not always possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, we created, you know, we create products for those moments, uh, for the active individual on the go, whether you're camping, soccer mom, or yep. uh, fitness enthusiast, yep. you know, we create products for you. And I think that the first reaction, though, is like, okay, what's different between this and like just typical cleansing wipes? Sure. Um, and I, I asked you earlier about baby wipes and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So we have our, our body wipe, our athletic body wipe, uh, it's an antibacterial wipe where it's kind of uh, what we like to say is a washcloth meets a wipe. So mm-hmm. it's a large premium wipe, sturdy wipe, where not only can a, a, a place kicker use it, but also a 300-pound lineman could use yeah. it. It'd be sturdy yeah. and durable enough it's where you big. can really scrub thick and uh for as you know, those wet wipes or baby wipes that people use, they have they have alcohol in it. We don't have alcohol in our product. We still kill now we still kill ninety nine point nine percent of all germs. And, You're right. It doesn't have you know, that alcohol smell. On yeah, it we don't have it, so it won't dry your skin out. We actually have vitamin E and aloe vera in our product, so uh, actually uh, keep your your skin smooth and uh, you'll be feeling great after uh, after a workout. And you know we don't. We don't advertise it as a, a shower substitute, but if you're working out and, you know, through your lunch, do your throughout your lunch break and, yeah. you know, you want to get back and feel clean and fresh, you know, use our product. So this is like incredibly impressive. And, and one of uh, I don't know why I'm really stoked about this show is that you're, you're operating, 
right? Yeah. And, and that's hard. It's very different than, than what people know uh, about like entrepreneurs or just investors is like you're on the ground and you're operating this thing from understanding the sales channels, you're out raising money, mm -hmm. um, you're managing a team. You guys are out west, right? The yep. company. Um, how do you manage your time? How are you able to do this? Well, a good thing about, you know, uh, all of our founders, uh, the, the two guys that are my business partners, we all went to Cal. Um, and going to a school like that, yep. uh, it kind of prepares you for like next level and, and, and gives you those skills that you need to be uh, successful. And one of those skills is, you know, prioritizing and, and having time management skills because, when you go to a school like that, you have to be great. You, you want to be great on the football field, but academics is competitive as well. Yep. So you have to make sure that you're on the books and you're splitting your time out wisely because if you don't get your books uh, and get your schoolwork, then you're not going to be on the field because, you know, UC Berkeley yeah. is it, – it's tough. It can it's be. It's very tough. <laughs> so, so then a, a typical day right now while you're training, while uh -huh. you're getting recovery in, like when are you carving out time? Um. For shower pill. That's right. <laughs> so I wake up 5.30. Uh, work, work, workout start for me at 5.30 in the what morning. What time do you go to bed if you're waking up at 5.30? Have to ask oh, that. man. 11 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so not not too much, but enough. It's yeah. good for me. I, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yep. And uh, I'll get up, work out uh, for about an hour or so, uh, come back, make breakfast uh, for my kids, uh, get them off to school. Uh, come back, spend some time around, probably like around nine um, yep. throughout the day to just do shower pill stuff. Yep. Uh, working on the business, yep. and you know I'm traveling. I'm also a, a public speaker, so I go around and speak to like corporate America. I saw that. It takes time. And I guess <laughs> it's not more time. Your agency books a lot of that, I, I would imagine. And yeah, so for me, how um, do you handle that in house? I, I handle it's something that uh, another venture. I'm, I'm kind of handling on my yeah. on my own. Just you know, building that brand and building up my portfolio. and As a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I do that as well. And, you know, just making sure that the main thing, I keep the main thing the main thing. And for me, uh, it's my faith, family, and, and football, and, uh, you know, and, and my company. So yeah. uh, I make sure that my family is taken care of. I make sure that I'm investing in them and spending time with them, quality time with them. But also I can, you know, when they're away or, you know, uh, they're at school and yep. my wife is doing things that I'm carving out time for the business. So the business right now is, is you're in the, the middle of raising a round. It's right. your seed round, right? Mm -hmm. You're raising a million bucks. Yep. Uh, what's that process been like for you doing friends and family, <laughs> yeah. meeting with angels and meeting with a couple of VCs, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the competitive juices in presenting and, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, just try to capture the moment and seize every mm. opportunity that I, that I get to be able to, to share the product because we've have we've had success. You know, some of these like uh, VC firms, like they are, they will invest in an idea, you know, yep. and you know, you know, give millions of dollars to an idea, mm -hmm. you know, but to have a company that's shown like man year to year growth. Uh, uh, you know, these last two or three years and you actually have something that's making money, yep. you know, so if it gives You're you a real business. business, yeah, it's a real business. You're I not pre-money. No, exactly. How many units have you guys sold? Uh, I say last year we sold probably around, uh, we made around three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. Yep. Uh, and these uh, last are, year. these are retailing at nine ninety nine. Yep. And what, what's the cost to make one? 
it's around, 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 I'd say our margins around like 50, 55%. Yeah. I want to say so pretty good margins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, cost yeah. off the top of my head, but uh, pretty yeah. good margins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that like roles and responsibilities for you in this business is, mm-hmm. is like product, uh, brand, distribution, marketing. That's going yeah. to some of the areas that you excel in. And then obviously capital, you're making your rounds now. Yeah, partner, strategic partnerships. That's right, strategic partnerships. So yeah. you guys are raising a million bucks on a 4.5 cap. Yep. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, man. It's, it's, been, it's been thrilling, man. And to see, see people that actually get it, man. It's not something that we have to force. Like, man, it's like, man, I have, I have those moments. Uh, talking to an investor, like, man, I ride my bike to work. This will be perfect. Yep. Uh, you know, talking to some people, like, man, uh, I have yoga. I have, you know, I'm going to soul cycle. And, you know, yep. I, I want to be able to wipe down before I pick my kids up from school. Like, it's like, man, I would love this product. So Strategic partnerships. So, so are you looking at going to businesses, too, having you know, already, like, I, I would look, as you mentioned, like the soul cycles of the world, the Equinox, of course, are, mm-hmm. the, are, are the ownership group there. Um, hospitals. Yeah. Um, teams. Yep. Teams. So that's well, so we're uh, in a couple organizations right now, colleges and pro uh, for pro and, and some of the sports teams uh, that have showers ready available for guys our product has been used for like post-surgery you know guys mm-hmm. break stuff and you're in a cast you can't get in the shower we can't get areas wet on your body being able to wipe down with the shower pill athletic body wipe has been a huge asset for them i, I gotta imagine the medical space is is the biggest target because mm-hmm. it just it would just be huge uh but it's probably really difficult to penetrate yeah is is that an area that that you've highlighted and, and is are you running point on that or is one of your co-founders no i am so uh you know trying to work on something right now with johns hopkins there you, you go. know uh trying to get in there come on man <laughs> you know hopkins grad right exactly. here exactly <laughs> you know put in a word for us so yeah. we're trying to we're, we're definitely we, we see that as a, a huge opportunity for us and mm. um it, it's the thing is Early on, I would say one of the struggles uh, for myself and the company was there's so many different ways this thing could go. You know, you can do you know yeah. hospitals, you it's can do struggle. sports, you could do travel, you could do military, uh, but you want to make sure for for me. Um, uh, there's a difference between a flood and a, and a river. A river could be very helpful. Uh, a flood can be very damaging because it's just all over the place. Yep. We want to be focused and yeah. we want to make sure that we're more like more so like the river and we have a, you know identity. We have we know what our, who our customer is and we attack that, saturate that market, and then move on. So uh, and excel in that area. And excel excel that in that area. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are what are your focused? Or, or your strategy specifically with sales, like on the ground. And, and I know you're on the strategic side with partnerships, uh-huh. but what, what's your direct-to-consumer strategy? You guys all offered online. How are you generating those leads? How are you converting? So, uh, you know, dealing with the strategic partnerships, like, you know, we deal with a, a race called the Ragnar Relay mm-hmm. uh, and trying to multiply, you know, opportunities like that maybe you know partner up with some cool organizations like yep. a like a tough mudder or spartan uh, yep. race and so things going like, to events for sales. going to events like that but uh, online um you know word of mouth and you know kind of building up a subscription model kind of like the dollar shave club huh. uh where people can you know just buy you know 
monthly, like have it already coming in. These are one use things. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Are you guys so, on Amazon? Yeah, we're on Amazon. Yeah, um, and they they have their subscription service available. Do you use that exactly. as as the exactly. company? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and on our website, and this um, is a one use thing. Yeah, one use. Yeah, and so you know, as I get my subscription to Shower Pill, <laughs> yeah. um, how how many of these do I go through, or do you go through on a weekly or monthly basis? Uh, depends on how active you are. Like yeah. if you're a professional athlete, it might yeah. be a little more than the uh, you know average person, but which is probably your average consumer. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I say a box. Of, it comes in a box of ten for nine ninety nine. I would say oh, cool. most people use probably like four uh, a week. Yeah. Uh, depending on what their workout schedule looks yeah. like. That's probably right. Yep. That's really interesting. Is that competitive or in the same price range as, you know, the, 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 the standard, I don't want to call them baby wipes, but cleansing wipes there, you're probably getting, I don't know, 50 to, to a hundred for five bucks. Yeah. But so the, is there a, is there like a conflict or is there a point I think of inflection? Our, our advantage is, is that we're a quality wipe. Like you're going to get the same, uh, uh, quality no matter yeah. what when you get like those bucket of wipes like you're not going to get the same wipe like some will be a little wetter than the other or yeah. more wet than the other or yeah uh some will be dried out yeah, by the time I mean, you get to the take the take one out and it's 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 open it's and then another next one gets stale and exactly dries out so you know we keep the kind of uh integrity of the wipe you know yeah. because it's it's packled, packaged the way it is, and and your purpose uh, is different, right? Yes, like, we're not. Is that, is that is that right to say that like people aren't uh, cleansing their bodies using baby wipes? No, no, no. We we're kind of cornering that market where like man, we're the uh, the product for the person that's active and on the go and and wants to be able to wipe down, you know, yeah. from head to toe. Your advisors, one of them's Ronnie Lot. Yes. There's, uh, really sophisticated and successful venture capitalist himself. Right. Many folks don't know that, that about him and, and Joe Montana's post career. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, so talk about that relationship with Ronnie, how influential he is as well as your other advisors. Uh, it's been awesome, man. Uh, one of the things is, you know, this company is built by athletes for athletes. Mm -hmm. So having partnerships like a, a Ronnie advising you uh, because he's had so much success on the field and into uh, the VC world and the, in the Silicon Valley world, uh, it's been huge, uh, hugely uh, uh, important for us. Mm -hmm. And um, having his expertise, like, man, he's been through, he's had success, he's had failures, and he's kind of leading us uh, in the direction that we need to go and also being, you know, partnering with these guys, like former athletes, like athletes, like, uh, partners that we have, like a Kyle Juszczyk, like a Steve Smith, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that are on board as well. Like, man, these are also brand ambassadors that can go out there and be spokes spokespeople for our company as well as partners and, and investors. So, uh, it's been great to have these guys on board. Do you think for these influencers and ambassadors that you have, do you think there's a ton of power in social media? Oh man. It's a ton. I is mean, it convert to sales for you or is it exactly. more like brand awareness or both? Man, just the other day, like I'm live tweeting on yeah. HGTV yep. and um, I'm talking about, uh, what show am I watching? Um, one, of, one of the shows I'm watching, I'm live tweeting. The Bachelor. <laughs> it's on HGTV. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching one of these home improvement shows okay. and uh, I'm tweeting or whatnot. I tweet something about my, my company and in my... My profile, it talks about, man, I'm co-founder of Shower Pill. Mm -hmm. Guy's like, man, man, well, tell me more about this Shower Pill, man. I, 
People are responding with that. People are responding because it's like, man, I have those moments. I have those times where like, man, a shop, a shower is optimal, but not possible. So uh, it's like, man, I'm buying product right now. So I would have those type of things happen to me throughout the course of the week. And it's a sale for me. Every sale. When when you're a startup, every sale is meaningful. It it all matters, man. Do do you think Twitter is your most powerful engine? I think so. I believe so. Why do you... uh, other than obviously converting on sales. Yeah. I'm sure there's also more interest in Twitter than some of the other platforms for you. Yeah, yeah for me, uh, I just got, I feel like I can commute, communicate better on mm-hmm. a Twitter platform. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Instagram is cool, Facebook is cool, but uh, I, can, I can track it a little bit better on my timeline mm-hmm. um, when it comes to Twitter for me personally, I feel like. And, uh, it gives me a little more room to kind of inspire, and that's what I love to do. Yep. I love, even with my company, uh, we like to say that, man, uh, we're not just a company with a mission, but we're, we're sort of a mission that just so happens to be a company. Because huh. anybody that knows anything about me, they know that I love to serve and help people. Mm-hmm. And I want to use everything that I have uh, to try to better this world and uh, leave, it, leave it better than what I found it, mm-hmm. you know, is what I like to say. So I want to be able to use uh, Pill to change the narrative of a of an athlete this that that narrative narrative that says man most of these athletes come from these low income uh backgrounds poverty stricken backgrounds they go to school get educated they go to the pros and get drafted make all these millions of dollars only to end back up a few years later into poverty yep. uh, um, hmm. you know or, or in low income depressed uh bankrupt or divorced so i want to kind of change that narrative man if you can be Whatever you put your mind, don't let football or sports uh, become your identity. I mean, you could be so much more um, than just, you know, running a football yeah. or picking up a stick, uh, you know, playing lacrosse. Like, I look at guys like like a Ronnie Lott, like a Michael Jordan, even in the music game, like a Sean uh, PDD Combs yeah. or a Jay-Z. They kind of transcend, you know, their... Uh, their work where they started right. you know they they thought more it's like man i could be an entertainer i can be a a, mu- a rapper a musician but i can be all i can be more if i choose to man that's spot on it's it's the duality of of the modern athlete or entrepreneur exactly or, or entertainer so shower pill being so much a part of of your narrative mm-hmm. from the business perspective putting the the, the financial hat back on what is uh, you know a, a an ideal scenario for this company? Is it to exit? You mentioned Dollar Shave Club. Mm-hmm. Um, is it to, you, you have good good margins to just be a cash flow business that you're operating for as long as, as, as you're alive and passionate about the business? Or is it something that, um, you know, you want to position into uh, Justin's greater portfolio of businesses down the mm-hmm. road in your, in your multi- operating a number of different businesses at a time. Yeah. What does that end game look like for this company? Well, I'll be lying to you if I said I would I would be mad if uh, Under Armour or somebody wanted a Johnson Johnson wanted to come in and yeah. you know, buy us out and mm-hmm. you know, we exit but also, you know, continue to be a part of the yep. uh the plan and you know, the business as it as it grows and, and maneuvers, but uh, you know, that's kind of where I see it right now. Um, you know, we'll play it by ear as yeah. things keep going. But You're like, Paul, man, I'm raising a seed round right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you have, uh, are you going to continue to go down that route? Do you, do you forecast multiple rounds after yes. this seed? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, I, 
we want to kind of do our part, control what we control, accelerate what we can control yeah. right now, put it in a position where we have all options available. Yeah. And you, you talked about uh, P. Diddy, and you've mm-hmm. got uh, a hobby as well of, of performing and music. <laughs> you know? How you found that. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that something that you're continuing to pursue, and, or, is it, or is it purely a, an outlet uh, that you have man it's just something i do in the shower every once in a while sing yeah and, sing. but you play too what instruments yeah, so do you play? i played the sax in yep. uh, in middle school taught myself a little bit of the piano yep so uh, i was in the choir i played the drums in yep. church so those things you know i kind of have in my back pocket right you know but it, it's just it's cool and i probably need to sharpen up on yeah uh, some of those instruments but uh it's just yeah. More so a hobby, a low yeah. hobby. Yeah. And and I know that you've you've mentioned it several times, faith and family, how important that is to you. Yeah. Um music, you're an operator, you're playing, you're training. Um, how are you continuing to maintain like healthy mindfulness? Do you meditate? Do you uh-huh. do uh you, you read a lot? Like what what are yeah. some of those areas where you're looking to continue to excel and grow? Definitely read a lot, um, yeah. whether I'm in my Bible or books that from authors that I like, like a Jim Gordon. Yep. Um, Jim Gordon's a, a motivational guy as well. Exactly. And lacrosse sports. guy as there well. You go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Shout out to Jim Gordon and the hard hat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Gordon. John, John Gordon. Gordon. Sorry, it. John Gordon. He would kill me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, John Gordon <laughs> and the hard hat and uh, Training Camp was one of my favorite books. But just some of those, some of those guys, some of those things that I like to do, reading, uh, I do get time of prayer in, obviously, and uh, I go into worship service every Sunday. So yeah, stay balanced. A, yeah, that's a big part, staying balanced. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a it's clear that you've created uh, quite a quite a life so far, and and uh, just wanted to thank you for for joining us and sharing a little bit about it. Um, it's not easy yeah. operating a company and playing as a professional athlete. So right. I definitely want to commend you for all that it's impressive and and uh, everyone should check out shower pill where can they yeah. purchase one showerpill.com or you can go to amazon and pick us up yeah uh, we're in a lot of small boutique gyms across the country but uh e-commerce is the way to go yeah keep it up and 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 where can someone spot you on on a for on your motivational speaking tour man i'll be traveling around uh a bit this off season um i'll Keep me. I'll keep you posted on Twitter. Is it primarily uh, like bookings Facebook. based? Yeah, yeah, bookings based. So, yeah. uh, I'll be in a couple of cities across the country this cool, year. Cool, man. Thanks, Justin. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, Paul. One more time, big shout out to Justin Forsett. Wow, what an impressive dude! Sports, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership—he's got it all. I encourage everyone to follow him across all of his social medias. Check out the Shower Pill product; it's great. And with that, now we're four episodes in, and you might be catching my non-traditional vibe with the show. I'll continue to experiment with longer-form conversations like this one, also explore some short-form chats. But ultimately, inviting you into the room with me is my priority. I want you to feel that this content is raw and unedited, and you're as much as part of the conversation as I am, or Justin, or the rest of our guests. And of course, if you have any feedback, shoot me a tweet seems to be the best forum for us communicating via the content of this pod. It's at Paul Rabel, R-A-B-I-L, for those of you that don't watch or know what lacrosse is. 
This medium is one I'm very attuned to growing in. Appreciate your criticisms as much as I do your encouragement. And so with the encouragement, I'd ask that you please subscribe. Also give us a rating and review. It certainly helps the podcast grow. There's more on each guest and show, including show notes on suitinguppodcast.com. That's suitinguppodcast.com. One more time, thank you to our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Thank you to Justin Forsett. And all of you listeners out there, I'll catch you next week.